Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You said it was the best card of the year. Well, the best fight night of the year. Well, I actually do think it is one of the best fight nights just for the fights themselves. The problem with it is, is it does it actually have implications for anything? Based upon, obviously, the main event, which is Darius versus Sarukian, and then you've also got Turner versus Bobby Green. The fact that, you know, all roads ultimately do lead to Islam, and he's already decimated everyone, or at least it feels like he's decimated everyone. Are you excited for these lightweight fights and the potential implications that they have, or just not at all. I am excited about the individual fights. I'm excited about the co-main and main event. You're, you're right. This is a really solid fight night in terms of that. But as far as how I feel about the lightweight division and what these fights mean in terms of the future, lightweight honestly just feels dead. I feel like nothing seems like real competition for Islam. We have a, bun a bunch of old guys at the top. Right? Oliveira's getting up there. Gaethje, Poirier, Chandler. None of these guys are going to be around that much longer. And what you're going to have uh, in their place is not really superstar level. And maybe I'm, I don't know, we're spoiled because Lightweight has been sort of this premier division for so long in terms of star power. But I just feel like the UFC better hope to God that none of these guys happen to beat Islam. Because there is just nothing there, in my opinion, in terms of, like, the casual fan uh, once these older guys are gone. Yeah, it's a weird situation where all of the new up-and-comers lost to the guys at the top. So when the guys at the top go, all the new up-and-comers, they're going to move and be those top guys, but they did lose to the era before them. No one's gone like, I'm the new guy. It's not like Adesanya. He shows up, he beats everybody, he's a new champion. All those guys started to win and then lost, and then it's been the same guys at the top. So Tommy's right, when they go... What the hell is going to happen? Well, to, to, what, one of the things I want to quickly say based upon that, Tommy, as well, like you said, you better hope to God that no one does beat Islam. What do you mean by that? Because I feel like that's exactly what needs to happen, really, for for it to be, you know, well, an, exci I think, I an exciting can, jumble, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, look, I think in terms of, uh, obviously, there are guys right now that, you know, just engage your champion or... You know, Dustin Poirier or Michael Chandler, these would all be huge things. We obviously have Connor. You never know what could happen with that, even though he's 275 pounds now. I don't know how he'd ever fight a lightweight again. But but the thing is, if, if, if it's not going to be any of those guys and, and those guys are going to slowly fade out, to me, the longer you have Islam as champion, the better. It's sort of like the Habib situation where I feel like, yes, Islam is nowhere near the star that Habib was, obviously. But I do think 
uh, if he keeps that title for a long time, that prestige will continue to build and he will he will become a bigger draw because of it, uh, whether he is, you know, a charismatic character or not. You would want Islam over these other younger guys coming up because none of them really feel like they're going to move the needle that much. I hate to use that phrase because I know that's something that Dana likes to say, but I don't know. I just I feel like Islam is really the only star left. We all love Lightweight, like because of the stars that are there, like this whole triangle of violence that's been around. Yeah. But we've got like reasons to love it and reasons to want to complain about it as well. It's almost like the guys that we love have been so fun and so entertaining that they've beaten everybody else. And Tommy is right. They are going to leave eventually. And then we don't have any new prospects to really look to. Like if you compare it to even just welterweight, where there are a ton of guys coming through, like hungry to make their way towards that title. And it feels like once the older generation of that division have cycled off, there's going to be a bunch of guys there ready to step in. At lightweight, even guys like yeah, even like guys who have broken into the top 15 recently, like Matt Frivola, they've lost. But at the same time, because everyone's kind of even in their position and everyone has taken a loss, it's really important to get a win and to be able to move forward because you don't need that many wins to put yourself in contention because everyone is just losing all the time. Arguably, it has been the most exciting division with like Conor McGregor and Habib Namagamadoff and those guys. But what's the problem with that division taking a back seat now if it's not as exciting as it used to be what is it about that division that we're, so, we're craving so much to be this sort of like thing that it used to be i don't think the division's any less exciting like everyone's favorite fighters are still at lightweight it's just when you look to new contenders coming through who are on win streaks who haven't been beaten yet who can summon hype the way that hamzat chemayev can and shavkat rachmanov can there aren't any of those guys the quality of fights is still going to be incredibly high. And ultimately, that's all that really matters, right? Uh, but uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think we've just been spoiled by the prestige of the division in terms of star power and what it's meant. That the idea of it sort of going to this place where, you know, there's a lot of fighters that aren't just, you know, stars or moving the needle. It, it feels like it's lessening the division, but it's really not in terms of actual fighting and competition. That's very true. Uh, I just think it's it's that sort of balance between the sport of fighting and the entertainment of fighting. I mean, it would just be nice to have one one clear prospect who you can be like, oh, this guy, he could be the next champion. And that only person right now, I think, is Armin Sarukian. And he has already fought the champion. And he lost to him. Arguably gave him his toughest fight at lightweight outside of Volkanovski, right? It was a very close fight with Sarukian. Same thing with the fight he lost against Gamrot super close fight so if there's anyone you're gonna look at and say oh yeah potential future champion once this other side of the division has moved on it's probably gonna be Armin. but if he can't beat dariush a guy who lost recently to Oliveira, like in a in a situation where it's like ah crap like we love charles Oliveira, but dariush was like oh another contender and now he's lost it's like well if he loses to that guy it's just this cycle of like everybody's losing to everybody Fazeev, oh, like we can't we can't get a contender past the top five because the top five are so good. Do you think that's why they try and shove someone like Paddy Pimlet in with Tony Ferguson to try and get someone up that ladder as quickly as possible? I mean, as much as people have doubts about Paddy's ability, at least he is a name in the division who hasn't lost yet and is working his way towards the top. 
and give me another name. The other person we haven't mentioned who is on the biggest win streak in the top 15 is Benoit Saint-Denis. But obviously in MMA, guys lose all the time. Yeah. Do you feel like Habib's no-loss record has actually been bad for MMA because people can't get over that hump of you're not good if you've lost? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lost. It's a, yeah, I mean, there are times where I feel like a fighter can be affected by losses in that way. If there is a perception that they were supposed to win, if there is a perception that they were supposed to keep winning and they didn't, then people will say, oh, look, they couldn't do it. These other guys did do it. And uh, they're clearly not who we thought they were. But I also think we've seen a lot of times where guys lose fights and then they come back and have one good win and nobody seems to remember or care that they had those losses. Yeah. So I think it really does depend. But I will say having that win streak does seem to always capture people's imaginations regardless of uh, whether losses affect other fighters. So if you do end up on a long streak, people will always be gravitating towards that, even though it may not necessarily negatively affect those who lose. Like Sean Strickland's a great example of that. Yeah. Loses to Pereira, loses to Jared Cannonier, and then all of a sudden, within the next year, he's won the belt and he's the world champion. But it's just the idea of backing someone. And I also think at lightweight, you do have a history of guys went on crazy win streaks like Poirier's win streak, Ferguson's win streak, Habib's win streak, Islam's win streak. There's so many guys in there who established themselves as unbeatable and fans were like, this guy can't be beaten and he's exciting. Hell yeah, we're going to see him fight for the title. But it is just a weird place for the division to be and to, for those top guys to keep shutting out everybody and, and cancelling out those win streaks. That's the job of the champion. Yeah. You win, you win, you win, you win, you get a shot. The champion Because even beats like Sarukian, though, I know you're like, oh, it's important that he wins. But if Dariush wins in a really great way, he's only lost against Charles the last fight. And he ha and then he can come back and has has this terrific win. But is there just not the kind of fan support behind Dariush than there would be for someone like Sarukian, who's not, in my opinion, not really had that star-making moment? He's been in the UFC for a really long time. Yeah at this point, made his way against lots of contenders. But I just don't feel like he has had that star-making moment where people go, holy shit, we have to look out for him. The only reason we point to him, and maybe the only reason he is in this main event, is because everyone was looking at Grant Dawson. Oh shit, Grant Dawson has lost to Bobby Green. Now we're scrambling around to try and find somebody else. And I think that's why fans go, oh, what about this guy with the win streak? You know, when you do have a dominant champion like Islam, I say dominant, but actually he hasn't defended the well, belt look, a lot. Reason, another reason they may have made the Volkanovski... It's the perception that he's dominant. Yeah, yeah. yeah another reason they may have made the Volkanovski 
fight is because, you know, what contenders did they have that hadn't already lost, you know, to other guys? So it's like you make a champ champ fights because there's no Hamzat Chamayev demanding the belt or, or Shavkat Rachmanov, who's an undefeated prospect. That's the thing. It all comes back down to would this be big for Dariush if he, if he got a big knockout this weekend or something? And honestly, I don't think it would at all. It wouldn't move the needle in any way, shape, or form. Obviously, there's a certain tiers of fans. Like, really hardcore fans respect Darius already, and they would be really impressed by a big win this weekend. But the average fan watching, they're not going to care. He could do the most insane knockout we've ever seen, and nobody's <laughs> going to be like, oh my god, we got to get Darius in there for a title shot. But with someone like Oliveira, or names that people really already like, it doesn't take much for them to get themselves back in that spot. You know, there's there's no science to it. It's not fair, uh, but I think it is what it is. But I do think the biggest thing is that fan support. What if he just went in there and he fucking throw, goes in there and Jorge Masvidal's um, Sorukian just immediately? And it then would they... be all over social media. People would love it and they would freak out and then nobody would care like a week later. I, I just feel like because of who he's fighting. Like, this is a fight night that if you're a real fan of MMA, you should be like, whoa, this is stacked up. But I do feel like there's a certain level of fan that's just going to be like, I don't really care about these guys. Like, I have no investment in these dudes. So if no matter what they do, like you said, even if he comes out Masvidal style, flying knee, you know, he's hitting him on the ground. He's talking shit. Like, I, none of it, I don't think, would really do anything. Obviously, Darius is not the kind of guy. He's not going to do that. But it, it's, I just don't think there's anything he could do this weekend that would put him in that space with fans. Well, the shoe's on the foot of the, the, the up-and-comers in this situation because Armin Sarukin's taking a guy above him, you know, so it is more impressive even from a hardcore standpoint if he can beat Darius. And for Jalen Turner, he's taking on someone fans know in Bobby Green. So if you don't know who Jalen Turner is, you might know who Bobby Green is. So the opportunities are in the hands of the prospects on Saturday for them to take a step forward. And Tommy's right. If, if Darius wins, doesn't really do anything. If Bobby Green wins, well, who the hell knows what Bobby Green's going to do? Because if he keeps beating everybody, like it's going to get interesting. Yeah, Green has a unique situation where he is someone that fans have known for a really long time. And anybody that is an older fighter that suddenly goes on a hot streak, even if they're fighting younger guys that people don't necessarily care about as much, that's going to draw that attention. So Green definitely has the opportunity. Really, I feel like the only person who can't advance themselves, unfortunately, this weekend is Dariush. Everybody else could benefit greatly this weekend from their wins. If the people coming up are not interesting, and it can't even just be that you're good. Like, there has to be an X factor because everybody's good now. Like, the the, the ceiling uh, the, the, or the basement on talent in any of these divisions is so ridiculously high that you could watch a prelim and see some of the best action you've seen all year, right? And that doesn't matter, though. Like, being just good is not enough. You have to have some intangible, some X factor that gets people interested in your title shot specifically, and then that will benefit the champion in terms of, like, uh, the intrigue for it, whether they're an interesting fighter or not. So that is the thing, which is really the problem with Lightweight that we're talking about right now. Obviously, you do have some of these older guys that are huge stars that when they get title shots or if they get title shots would be a big deal. People would be excited about it. And you could have some potential stories coming up. But largely, these stories don't seem to be developing just yet. Now, they can happen fast. You, you, your example of Masvidal, I mean, who would have thought Masvidal would be a uh, the biggest star in the sport in 2019? Nobody. You know, so it can happen quickly. But you need contenders that are interesting in some way, shape or form 
uh, to make the champion. Yeah, Masvidal only got to where he was because of the guys he was fighting, because of the undefeated shit-talking Ben Askren, because of one of the most fan-supported fighters in Nate Diaz. Yeah, he, he stole, that, it wasn't just Masvidal. To, to be, yeah, to be fair, Masvidal stole everything that yeah. Ben Askren had built for himself. Yeah, that's what you got to do. And if you can't yep. beat Gaethje and do that and the guy retires, then there's even less chance that we're going to be excited to see you fight for the belt. Guys, uh, if you enjoyed this content and you want a lot more of it, uh, you, you get the uncut version. If you're a channel member, hit the little join button uh, and uh, become a channel member. We would love to have you. <laughs>